You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Today's guest is a lawyer who left that behind to become a real estate agent here in New York City. From one crazy business to another. Am I right, Neil? Yeah. Uh, Real Trends America, that's Zillow, and Halstead Properties Elite Producers Council recognized him as one of the best real estate agents in New York State, which is why I'm in debt today. <laughs> it's Rory Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, thanks for coming in. I'm blushing from that introduction. You like that? <laughs> Let's talk about you for a minute. Where are you from originally? I'm a Long Island guy, just like you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I grew up on the uh, Nassau-Suffolk-Border, Melville-Dixills. Oh, okay. That's uh, way out there. Wait, come on. That's, That's about like another hour <laughs> farther than I grew up. It's a 56-minute train ride. That's a long train ride to Manhattan, um, but that's good. And you magna cum laude from magna cum laude, magna cum laude from Binghamton, my rival. Where I'm Albany. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So the Bearcats. You You're, must like a lot of green. <laughs> I actually hate the green, but uh, no, no one's mentioned that uh, Akalita in about ten years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that's a, you know that's what that's what New York people do. That it, they don't. We actually have a good thing in New York State. We can go to a state school and not pay like crazy money. If you don't know what exactly you want to do. That's right. But now your child goes to a, uh, a preschool that's as expensive as a, a state school. That's right. Which is, that hurts. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, is you there a state preschool? <laughs> <laughs> you can you know spend I mean? more for your kid and by the time they get to, oh my God. Oh my God, I heard that. By eighth grade, you could almost dump, you know. Well, Neil works at. Uh, you could dump a lot of money. Hunter High School, which yeah, is yeah. like if you get in there. This, that's yeah, then just, you save a lot of money. You, you save a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that kid's got a great education. That's why there's. A lot of people lined up around the block to get in there. Now, where did you go to law school? I went to New York Law School in Tribeca. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. So right here. Okay. So. And you you obviously got past the bar and AM Law a hundred law firm. What is that? Where I counseled <laughs> mid size to large corporate clients so in business law transactions. Practice makes perfect. I did practice uh, for almost four years. And you're and you're years. loving it. You're loving being a lawyer. And then all of a sudden Doesn't it takes sound a turn. Like it. I don't think I've used the word love. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely had conversations with some good law school friends who are still good friends of mine today. Uh, just talking, you know, is, is this, even though it's our first year in law school, is this really going to be our, our life? Um, but I always did want to be a lawyer. Interesting. I come from lawyer families, oh, uh, yeah. a family of lawyers. And um, <laughs> But I always knew I wanted to get into business, more entrepreneurial, something like that. Uh, working at a big law firm was a great background, uh, business side, negotiating contracts, all that kind of stuff. So I thought it was a fantastic background. Never thought it'd be the the end game, and, and clearly it hasn't been. Oh, but really? You, but you when did... you start there, when you start, you're young, you're in New York City, you're you're loving it at all. 
Are you loving like the social part of it? Oh, the social part was great. I, I mean, I had a fantastic time in law school. I met great friends. I studied abroad twice in law school. Wow. No, no one knew you could study once abroad. I, yeah. I went twice. <laughs> um, I didn't go in college, so I wanted to go in law school. And so, yeah, it's a great background. We did have a great time. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of pressure in law school, uh, which I don't know if you're, you don't hear so much about in the public. Uh, and this was all right before the economy collapsed. So, you know, back, this was still when people thought, hey, I'm going to go to law school. Maybe I'll practice. Maybe I won't. But it's a great background. I'll make a good, a good living, which wasn't my mentality. Wait, wait. I never heard anybody go graduate law school and go maybe I won't practice law no that, that, that was the mentality nowadays that's incredibly common I mean there's so, I, I'm on my law school on my association board and there's so many students that don't plan to practice if you can believe that entrepreneurial world and all kinds of things happening the world's changing so quickly oh they just want the background they want the background and they want to say that I graduated law yeah yeah and also, I think that's that's a product of just the economy and where things have gone, and and you know people, the jobs are not there as they were, and and people are realizing you know there's different ways to make money with a law degree. But does the law background help them like get the, another job? Yeah, because all the agents, all the well, half like, the talent, half the acting agents, half the sports agents, if not all the sports well, they, agents, that's all, true. All, Right. Well, what think, else do you need? Think about what profession. I mean, how many politicians, business leaders, CEOs? That's you'd true. be surprised. Politicians, you hear a lot of them are lawyers, but right. even CEOs, business people. I mean, there's lawyers everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's recovered lawyers, which is what I really call myself. <laughs> everywhere, you know. So you see it all over. And I, I use that sometimes that I'm a lawyer when things go straight. It's do like, you? Just so you know, I'm a lawyer <laughs> on what on TV. I played a lawyer. No, once like on when TV. I'm having a, a financial dispute. I sometimes say my lawyer will call you, but sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm a lawyer. <laughs> you know, the way you're saying that, I know you're not a lawyer. I yeah. knew it. So I knew it. They're Nobody, probably laughing. I knew let, it. This, well, so wait. So wait before you go. go. So I am always walking around the city. Or when I first get to the city, I was, I, I'm acting. I'm, I'm working in a restaurant. And all the lawyers always look like they're just loving it. They come in after work and they're just drinking. Really? And, and it, it wasn't like that. I mean, because all of a sudden you have a shitload of money. When Wait. you're young, so that part was good, right? Well, you have the it's drinking part the right. Work, yeah, the working it, part is hard because you're working. Tons but wait, of hours. wait, let's go back. Just I'm going to add one little thing to that. If you graduate from school with high grades as a lawyer, you get a good job, right? There are a lot of lawyers. Excellent who clarification. Yeah, you're not making a lot of money just because you went to law school, especially if you didn't go to a top law school. Since the economy collapsed, it, it's actually difficult to get one of these high high paying jobs, like you're saying. Uh -oh. And there are big law firms now paying $190,000 for a first year associate who has no idea what they're doing. Uh, but there's so many other students that, that are struggling to get a job. And there's people taking jobs or getting offers for fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year after college and three years of law school, passing the bar, debt, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a huge ugly side of this that, right. that has happened since the economy collapsed. Damn it. The I haves and have nots. As usual, I only see the glamorous side. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, <laughs> I'm like, Neil? Those guys look like they're having Yeah, a they're all so drunk. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well yeah. you know, lawyers do, unfortunately, there, there is a high instance of, of, you know, drug use and alcohol use. And Tom Hanks famously said, being a lawyer is like doing homework for a living. I always, that always resonated with me. Oh, uh, you know, you, you know, a lot of paperwork and things like that, but you, you do need lawyers. But wait a second. So the people, I'm going to ask you, the people who came into Mickey Mantles were the high probably priced lawyers that came in yeah, there. Yeah, because, well, it was kind of mixed with my brother because my brother had the Wall Street. So right. The Wall Street, all those guys, guys just they felt, get, felt like they were living the life. They were living I mean? that less than zero life. I went life. to Vegas with them all and I was like, Here's ten dollars on this hand. They're like, here's three thousand dollars, and I'm okay. like, what's so going you, on? Like, so they graduated. They got big jobs coming out of school. That, that's those are the, kind of the image. You saw I the glamour, but of course, then. there's a d different image. Okay, my quick question, just as a quick They're aside, all dead now, just when, so you know, when <laughs> you went into one of your hissy fits and said, yeah, yeah. I, 
I'm a lawyer. Were you that lawyer or were you the poor lawyer? Well, it's funny. You're the ambulance it's chaser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get not to pay the bill. I, I will just, call yeah. Salino and Barnes right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's really Selena funny because the T- <laughs> I love that commercial. That's the TMZ the guy. Yeah. Right. Who, Harvey it's, it's like a famous phrase that everyone goes to. Somehow they think that I'm a lawyer. I know a lawyer. Like when you're having a fight, you're getting ripped off in some way. It's just like a Nate and that guy, Harvey Levin, actually has it on his little call at the end of the show. He says, I'm a lawyer. He's like, hey, I'm a lawyer. And, you know, and it's, <laughs> no. it, it's making fun of everyone. Oh, I see. Everyone goes to that. It's like a like a innate thing that you go to to try to feel good about your life because you're getting screwed around that you go i'm a lawyer you know what i mean but that's that's the kind of lawyer why, I was. why no longer law then do you just yeah, so one day woke you know, up tell or? us about the turn yeah the turn the so turn. so I, I practiced at a big law firm uh my first week of training was fall 2008 okay. which was literally the week that lehman brothers collapsed oh um, shit so I worked at a, a big firm, not the top firm, you know, not, not like a top, 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 but a top firm, uh, about 600 attorneys at the time. We're in Atlanta, you know, we're looking around. Wow. You know, that doesn't sound like there's probably a good thing that Lehman Brothers collapsed. Well, you're not in New York. No, no. Well, we were training in Atlanta. The firm, uh-huh. firm we started was based in Atlanta, but I, I was taking a job in their New York office. Um, and so we figured that probably wasn't a great thing. Uh, and from there, um, you know, this was pretty public. There, there were many rounds of layoffs going on at all kinds of law firms. People oh, jumping yeah. out windows. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there and, were a couple of guys jumped out the window. Oh, is that for, is that yeah. real? Maybe I blacked that part out. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it was bad. And the hard part was that there were lawyers getting laid off that it wasn't based on merit sometimes. There were lawyers, there was one lawyer, you know, who, who famously worked till 1 a.m. And the next day he was caught in the next round of layoffs. And this was a very well-liked guy, the hardest working guy in the office. And so... You know, it just showed that, the, you know, that this is out of our control, you know, yeah. so you felt kind of powerless. But I always know, you know, I looked at where would I be if I stayed here and is that where I want to be? And it really necessarily wasn't. I wanted something more entrepreneurial that I could control. Um, and so, and I loved real estate. My family had, had been in real estate just, you know, buying some properties here in the city and that was my first exposure to it. Um, and so I just, being as a lawyer, I went out and I started my own brokerage and I said, let's do this. You know, and I wanted to learn the business from the ground up. And I was running around, you know, walk up buildings, $1,900 rentals, anyone that would, you know, allow me to take them out, I, I would do it uh, while I was still practicing law to make oh, sure. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. So you're still, you still are not quite, you're still working. I'm still, I'm still one foot in, one foot out. And you're busting out during the day, like, and, and running around? No, not necessarily. I was doing things on the side, um, you know. I, on I, the weekends. On, certainly on the weekends, yeah. you know, just trying to scround up, you know, clients, but also to learn the business. You know, people hate lawyers, and I was like, people really hate brokers, too. So do I want to go from, <laughs> from one to the other? So I really did actually take too long to figure out, you know, do I really want to do this? So I was doing that for a while, and, and I, I finally, I really did love the, love the business, parts about the business. Um, but you I, could possibly also see how law, like, it's a different uh, aspect of the law, like real estate law, right? So, Well, I'm not even practicing law, and being a real estate broker is 100% different than being a lawyer. I went right. from being in the office all day long, reviewing 60-page contracts, due diligence, that kind of stuff, really exciting, for especially for your listeners. Know, so uh, right, right. To, to go into be a real estate broker where, you know, being in your office is a bad thing. Like, if you're not out about either schmoozing with people, trying to find new clients, taking clients out, either showing my exclusive properties, walking around with buyers, you know, you're not in the office, right? Yeah, and right. there's so much less paperwork. Minus the board application, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so it, they're entirely different. Yeah. Oh, wait. So when I when I gra- graduate, right, my parents are all in this business, and I'm in like I work for Mobile Oil, and I'm in this business, and mm-hmm. I, and then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do something else, and then that, but that making that, how hard was it to go in and and quit that job? Really hard. You yeah. know. Like, well, it felt me, really I good. Felt so traumatized by that, but I. I 
I just didn't know. I just had to go in there and told this guy that. I'm yeah. Like, well, for me, it felt good to leave to leave law. Yeah. It was on my terms, you know, and and so that felt good. But it was really scary. I mean, I was leaving a salary position with health yeah. benefits and all the other good stuff. Were you, you're not married at, at the time. I'm single. Right. I, you know, I don't think me personally, I could do it married. I'm married now. Right. Um, but it's crazy. You know, you really have to really, especially at the beginning of this business, work hard. So it felt good to, to give my resignation. And then I realized I'm no longer getting money from anybody. <laughs> uh, I'm going on Cobra Health Insurance and I now have to find money. Right. You know, and it takes a while to do a deal. You know, even if I had a client on day one, it's three months till your first paycheck, but no yeah. one's getting a paycheck on month three. So luckily I saved money between my two different law jobs. And, uh, and I, you know, sometimes I say, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. I had to go out there and make it work. Was, so, um, you know, when you walk in, you give them the two week notice or you just walk in and say, look, um, I mean, cause they were probably caught off guard. Yeah, they, I think they were caught off guard a little bit. For me, honestly, the timing wasn't a huge thing. I, I wanted to leave on good terms. I said, I, I'm leaving. You know, and, and the first reaction was, where are you going? You know, are you going to a competitor? Uh, oh, yeah. And I wasn't. I said, actually, I'm leaving law. <laughs> they I, probably didn't believe you. No, no, I think he felt much better. He's like, well, where are you And going? you were super nervous going in and doing this. You know, I guess I was. It was yeah. just a big life moment. I wasn't nervous about leaving law. I was committed at that point, obviously. Yeah. But, but you know, he's like, well, where are you going? You know, I'm like, oh, oh I, I'm actually leaving law. And he looked completely relieved. You know, <laughs> I'm not going down the door to a competitor. Um, and then he said, actually, can you know, they talked about, can you stay another week or two? And, and I think it was another week. Cause oh, that's good. Pretty cool. That means they really yeah, like you. Well, they like me. And, and also they were super busy on certain things and yeah. corporate law. It's hard to just like pull someone out of a deal. So I said, yeah, no, no problem. You know, so we, we I always that see that scene in the movies. Like when you do it, you walk out of the office and everyone's like, they all start <laughs> yeah, they all start yeah, yeah. And you're like, you I, did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't tell anyone. So like I walk back to my office, I walk past the paralegals I'm pretty good friends with, and, and they don't quite know what's going on yet. So that's always like a, a weird walk. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's always it's also weird when you wake up the next day or the Monday morning and you're not going anywhere. The first day after that was super weird. And I'm super like, weird. even though I'm like I'm kind of doing work right now, like I'm in the middle of the day and I'm walking between apartments. I'm not in an office. Yeah. You know, there's like nannies and moms with babies, and yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Like who am I? I'm dressed <laughs> no, that, I'm dressed that. nicely. But where am I going? And no one's paying me right now to do anything. Same thing with me. When I left, yeah, you, you know, had like, it. You had I, I had the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And like the first week is like I'm laying around in bed at like 10 a.m. going, <laughs> yeah. this is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, not well, right. Now I know everyone wants to be a broker. There's nothing to do. Like I right. can just hang out. But but that ends pretty quickly. Right? Yeah, you, you it ends it. quickly. It's like, OK, now I have to make money. And exactly. then once that gets going, then you start to MacGyver your life a little bit. What? But but and I wanted to get to this real quick. The happiness factor is there is this really weird happiness factor. You're kind of working towards something you really want. Unbelievable. To, yeah. to, to pursue a passion and also to just know that you're creating your own destiny in a sense, right? Like yes. you guys, you're out there building your own career. Yes. If you're funnier or if you know, you'll make more money, but it's not necessarily just about the money, right? It's about advancing your career. Yeah. And I generally feel like that. I mean, sometimes I feel so lucky that I don't have to go to an office and sit there from nine to six because I have to. That's the rule. You know, I work harder than that because I know it's what I want to do and it's my passion. I want to help my clients. Yeah. I mean, Neil would always say when I met him like in Jersey, he's like, when are you going to move into the city? So I moved into the city. When when you, you know, got the apartment. Okay, when are you going to quit the job? So I quit the job. And then I realized, why am I listening to Neil? You know, like, <laughs> this is horrible. You know, this is this, this scare factor. Neil's your crazy. career counselor. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, happiness yeah, factor yeah. was way up. But I'm like, this is going to take a you lot of You kind of have no of choice. You just got to roll into it. Did you see, was there a factor here of people doing it wrong? Like, I have a friend. She was um, my friend's big DJ in New Jersey. His wife would go out on the gigs with them to all these big events, like weddings and stuff, and realize uh, these people, the wedding planners there are terrible. I could do this way better, especially with him. I can sell him and like put the whole thing together. And she and now she has her own business there. Did you see other people do this wrong and it corrected or it helped you 
do your business. Oh now. yeah, I mean, I still see it today. I mean, they, like every business, there's there's great people and and not so great people, and so I knew that I can bring a, a level of professionalism to what I do. Right. Um. And and so I thought there was an opportunity to do that. That's good. And that's that's why. Uh, and somebody tell Neil how we met. We met through my wife is in a mommy group. The old Upper West Side was it an Upper West Side? I think it's a mommy group. Yeah, group. These groups are fierce, man. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be on. You don't want to be on the wrong side of one of these groups. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but no. like, th- I I don't mean to completely. You know, there's some great things about it too. It's an amazing resource for things. What's going right. on with your kid and all that kind of stuff. But if you're doing the wrong thing, there's a high chance that the, a mom sees that she's gonna photograph you like looking at your child the wrong way, and she's gonna make a post about it and say, you know, whose husband is this? And it goes out <laughs> to thousands of people. Thirty-six thousand women are, are in the Upper East Side Mamas yeah. group, and so it's a great resource. But I'm so scared of being caught with the wrong face and a mom taking a picture of it. Uh, that's so funny. Where is this group? Where well, well, there was a smaller group yeah. that my wife is a part of. Now she reads all that stuff, so she always comes back with some new thing, which is interesting. Oh, because it's all the mom sharing. Yeah, if like, you need a cleaning about, lady. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they yeah, go yeah. on these things, yeah, the cleaning. If you yeah. need what daycare and nanny, yeah. then four billion people weigh in. They yeah. love talking. Well, there's right? about 36,000 female doctors on the Upper East Side. Uh, all the doctors, <laughs> <Yeah>. they, they, <laughs> yes. they can self-diagnose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we met, so the, they, a friend of Gina in that group got an apartment. Rory got in that apartment. We didn't, at the same time, we were looking for a new real estate agent. And yeah. then we got Rory. You changed everything because without you, it. It was, we was, wouldn't be sitting here. Right? We would not be yeah. sitting here. And that was the opportunity to do better than, than another broker. That's right. And our connection was from a lawyer. And as you well. do the whole city. Burroughs, I do, the whole, I, do well, New, I do Manhattan and Brooklyn, Western okay. Brooklyn. Yeah. Nice. Great. Well, See, let's talk a little more led about right that. Into that. Led right into it, real estate. We were just talking about this. You got to be a people person. If you don't like dealing with people, you're going to have a problem because <sighs> you probably deal with some wackos. I mean, oh my God. Just from us, I never met the person we bought the apartment from, but you could just, we have a nice profile of this guy, right? People are difficult, and I'm dealing with them in their most emotional, stressful period of their lives, right? They're, it, they're moving, they're sometimes buying and selling a property, and you see sometimes the best and worst in people. I say all the time, like the two <laughs> things, buying a that house. That was a good memorized answer. I like that. That's buying, like, it, it was good. Like well, he's this. slick, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Buying a house, uh, buy, you know, just buying a house and getting married, those decisions, you know, are the two probably biggest decisions you're going to make because you're going to be in that house and you're going to pay a mortgage and you're going to be in a debt, you know, and then the person you're going to do this with. Those are two huge life decisions. So. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you have to be able to deal with people and, and maneuver personalities. Do you know when you're taking people around, you're like, oh, boy. This is going to be a slog. Well, you can certainly tell certain people expect a little bit higher customer service. <laughs> and, and sometimes I think I've done my own, myself a disservice is that I, I think, and, and you can speak to this, my fellow client, yes. um, that I create such a high level of customer service that people just expect everything so quickly that sometimes I joke with my clients, I wish you could have another broker for about a week so you can see like what I'm giving you. Like I'm really here for you and I want to be. But, you know, I'll get back to you in about an hour. Well, we had another broker. That was probably why it was good. You know, like uh, we had another broker and they did a good job, but they didn't quite see all the angles that you saw. That's all. And that what we learned a lot, too. So it was probably good. It was like the girlfriend that you didn't want to get married to. You know you, what I mean? You weren't ready. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's also an education process, right? You like were married a, marriage material. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was that kind of thing. You but know, if, you, if, you've been a, if you've been a, doing this in New York, then this is harder than any other place in the United States. I mean, there's nowhere like this, I assume. We're such New Yorkers. Everything's the best. <laughs> we're the hardest. But right. I mean, there's no way any other... Even LA. I lived in LA. I mean, there's no way LA, Chicago, these big cities could be anything Well, like the this. difference this is... This market is ridiculous. Craziness. It is crazy. But, and let me... I'm not going to complain, right? Because we have the highest... Nearly the, the most expensive market. Yeah. And so we get paid very well. But what makes it hard is we have co-ops. Most cities don't have co-ops. And it's a 
very nuanced process. The paperwork is voluminous. And there's a lot more going on than people often think. And people don't understand. Let me just clarify for people. The, the co-op, co-op. The, the, in a co-op, you could probably get a loan from a bank easily. But passing the co-op board or them ex- thinking you're can a good I, candidate can is very hard. Can I explain it like this? Sure. If I get $30 million tomorrow, yep. I'm still not moving into the, the Dakotas down here. No. I'm are never you, getting approved. Are you a lawyer? <laughs> no, I'm never getting oh, approved oh. for the Dakotas. Well, I mean. Right? Would you say. If, well, if well, you have unless, cash, what maybe. What if I have a billion dollars? I mean, you know what I mean? Because that's know, the weird thing. Like in another city, you, you get whatever you want. But here, That's true. Right? The Dakotas. Some of these co-ops operate like social clubs. And, and you're right. Yeah. You can have $30 billion, but if they don't like you, if you're, you're you're maybe not a philanthropist and they don't like what you've done with your life, yeah. they may not accept you. That's, well, that's I don't know if you told me this or somebody else told me this, like Madonna couldn't pass her co-op board. So she ended up buying all the buildings. That's right. I think in reality, a lot of buildings just don't want a Madonna in their building. I right. just imagine the, what that's going to bring. Right. <laughs> You're leaving every morning and there's, there's uh, TMZ there. But, but yeah, m- money, is, money in itself will not get you in any building. Well, I asked Leslie Jones, like, how'd you pass your call, bar? It's like, it's a condo. <laughs> and good. I bought it for cash. <laughs> you know, that was, all right, well, that's I'm not stupid. That. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when you're taking people around, you gather their financials first. So you figure, you know, see if you guys are on the same page. Do you, when people are looking out of their price range, do you, t- I mean, obviously you have to tell them. Absolutely have to tell them. And some people, you know, listen, they, they, they don't want to listen, right? They, well, one, they don't want to listen. I have to educate. They don't understand. I can afford this apartment. Why, why won't they take me? So it's difficult. I, I think obviously being a good broker, you got to kind of let them down easy. Yeah. Uh, but that's why they have a broker, right? Like why are we looking at $3 million properties when, you're not going to get in there. You're wasting your own time or you're going to apply to a board and get rejected and then you're going to fire the broker anyway. <laughs> so the broker needs to do his job up front, his or her job, and, and make sure you can actually buy what you think you can buy. Yeah. But uh, wait, I watch a lot of TV. I thought you hit him with the high-end apartment first and then you, what you TV ease them down. International House Hunter. Oh, man. Yeah. International House okay. Hunter is one of my favorite shows and they always hit him with the high. Not all brokers, but some brokers. But aren't they it. showing rich so people around? They'll, they'll be like, "What's my budget?" And I'll be like, three thousand a month." And then they hit you with the five thousand a month just to like just to see if you'll to, go up. I I guess that's yeah, always that's, that's like that myth out that there. That seems like that yeah that like two thousand broker where like okay let me see if I could push your budget you know to right, me yeah. that would actually I think do the opposite. Oh, like, that's from the movie Wall Street too. I think they did it in that movie with oh, Gordon did, Gecko. Remember that movie? Remember they? What showed, do you mean? Remember that movie? That's your life. Is that movie? That's <laughs> the best movie that's, ever yeah. made. Oh, so you must so you must love the broker in that movie, right? She tried that one. Upsell him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember that? That's, so yeah, that's, that's how right. I got a two-bedroom uptown, yeah. honey, for an extra two million. <laughs> but that was the greatest. He flipped it on the broker because yeah. he's like, "This is shitty. Let's go to the next one." She's like, "What?" And then remember he sees that? the balcony, he goes, yeah, "I'll yeah. take it." Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's how deals happen. I'll take it. That's how I know. And then he's in there the next day. She didn't give him a price. I'll yeah. take it. Do you? That, have, that's what we all think of. A, that, that's how we think the process goes. Like he's like, yeah. "I'll take it." And then the next scene is Daryl Hannah putting crazy paintings on the wall. It all happens in like. Ten seconds. Yeah. I thought there was a sushi eating scene. I, that made a different <laughs> there was a sushi. Eating scene. Um, do you have preference to big money people? Like, like if you had two clients come at you at the same time, and let's say the smaller client he still needs, got first, he still needs common people like you. No, I know, <laughs> I know. But if you got, a and he's diversity like Lenny, right? You can't do the two at once, maybe, and you got to give yeah. one away. Do you go? Mm, I'm sorry, I can't handle you right now. It's honestly never happens. I mean, I, I you know, you, you have a. Uh, you have a capacity to handle, I could probably handle about six very active buyers at one time. More right. than that, you, you know, you just can't give the service. So I haven't had that, that, that happen. Rentals? You do I, rent, no problem? I, I do not uh, solicit for tenant side rentals. Yeah. It's just a different side of the business. Uh, as I say that, I just That's did, also torture, right? I just did one yesterday who's actually one of my literally first clients. Uh, this is his sixth or seventh apartment over the seven years. So he's like the one I'll do every year or so. 
Um, but Wait, I he don't, switches apartments every year. He moves every couple of years. I mean, you know, he's he's upgraded almost every time, and this oh. time he moved his office, so he's moved downtown. Okay. So uh, so he's been a great client. But uh, no, on the rental side, I, I have a lot of clients. You know, when you and Gina need a bigger place and you don't want to sell this one, <laughs> you know, I, and you don't want to you know go yet, we'll rent this out for you. So I do those. Uh. It's just a completely different ball game, and and I'm I'm more interested in in the sales side. All right, so let, let how, now that we're there, let's talk about how the hell is how the hell did rents just get so crazy in New York? I mean, it's I don't a one bedroom is like five thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like where did it? Where well, you said it. Who's you, le- who's you living think, in this place? Like that's what I don't understand. Yeah, like, if you're making if you're a guy making a million dollars. Then you can barely afford a one bedroom, which is <laughs> shitty. For a million dollars, you should be. You know what I mean? It's like it's not. If you're making a million, you can't live in a one bedroom. I want to go through your finances, or I want to go out with you. You can, but, but that's <laughs> you all, sound really fun. But that's all you're gonna get is a one bedroom. You think if you're getting a no. million dollars, you're gonna be living in a, like a better than a one bedroom? But where, why did it go so crazy? Why is it going so crazy? It's never stopped. It takes two incomes now to basically live in an apartment in Manhattan. When it probably probably took one with a family. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen. You said we're the best, but no. The reality is this. I mean. So many jobs are here, right? The most competitive jobs are here. So there's incredible wealth here. You have a huge concentration of billionaires. All of them probably have a place here. And so everyone wants to have a footprint here. So obviously it drives prices up. There's such a, an economy for jobs. And so rents are just, it's, it's supply and demand, right? Rents don't always go up. You know, they have dipped and gone down here and there. It depends on supply and demand. But there's a lot of competition out there. But are there these buildings like ghost buildings or whatever where there, all these real estate people are buying? Or is this just fictional shit I'm reading? Like, are, <laughs> is all these people from like, uh, is China or Dubai coming in and buying just all this property in a building and never going there? There is some truth to that. Now, now yeah. less now. So yeah. The market has certainly cooled off a little bit. But uh, but yeah, the way I said it is walk by one of these super fancy 57th Street buildings. Uh, even we live by one across the street from us, actually where Leslie lives right, right. by. And, and you look at night, the last two weeks of August, the building was dark. Like there wasn't one human being in the building the last two weeks of August. And my, my wife, like, where is our, so where is everyone? They're in yeah. Europe, the Hamptons or Hudson Valley. That's what kind of happens in this building. Like we were, I'm going up and down the elevator. I don't see anybody, but yeah. anybody with a family, they go on their Hamptons vacation. To of course, August this is like, just, this is just one home. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's one of their, can't many. they get one of those little light things that turns on the lights <laughs> at like a freaking eight o'clock no, I and turns it. it off? At like, well, they have doormen. <laughs> they don't, they don't joking. care if you know that they're I not know. there. Right. And then no, like after three days after we move in, people just, one by one start pulling up and with oh taking luggage God. out of their cars. It was really <laughs> I, weird. Like, I have what's so happening? many real estate questions. I cannot believe that my, okay. So my next big real right, estate go question. Ahead, Cause Ready? I got 400 you got, you got myself. Okay. So tell this show. Okay, with the brokers, these three brokers, mm. they're in Beverly Hills. I have knew this show this? was going to come have up. Have you watched this? Now I, this is, what, what? the hell? What's have you the watched show? the show? No. I've watched it a bunch. They're brokers in LA and yes. Beverly Hills and then there's three, then they came here. And it's came a million dollar listing for yeah, your that, audience, that which show, I'm sure show, your man. audience knows. Yeah. Lenny, now, where have you, you been? You guys all hate this show. It's like, what the hell So I actually like the LA one because I don't sell houses. So to me to watch them walk around in houses is really fun for me. I can't watch the New York one because it's like watching homework. It's like watching what you do for a living. And it's they do such a good job. It's really entertaining, but it's a show, right? They're doing takes. They're making it look perfectly. They're manipulating situations. And so it does make things look easy and it's just it's not how things go and so it's hard for me to watch my wife loves it because he always gets the obsessed he always gets a listing from a whole like the buildings going up and he's trying to sell the whole building well that's true obviously well, listen a developer comes in and they're going to build a building they're going to either have their own in-house team to sell the whole building or they'll hire a, a broker to do it so you'll just sell that whole building i would love to yeah so a broker would come in with a team and they would sell the whole they would market and sell the whole project oh shit okay. yeah yeah and then do you reach out to like your clients to go hey do you want this you do, but it's more about can you market this to the right uh, clientele who will who will buy all these 
units. So there's no broker that has, you know, the 300 people to sell out a building or whatever, but it's right. more about the process of how can you market? What's your strategy to bring people in and, and sell this building? Yeah. Got it. So yeah. that's the dream. Well, there you yeah. go. Do you, have, do you have your license? Do you have uh, a real estate license? Yes. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Neil I agree will that also I that lie that he talent. is also a real estate agent. You know, I have a desk in my office for you. I know what you're saying. And if you're just hiring me, then yes. If the answer is, did I just get a job offer? Then flexible hours. If Neil has to scream at somebody, he'll either say, I'm a lawyer. Then if convenient, I'm a real estate agent. I know exactly what this is worth yeah. that's right but let me go through the perks right there's no no insurance there's there's right. uh, no retirement benefits there's no salary um how does it sound as long as it brings <laughs> me, as long as it brings me closer to international house hunters one of my favorite shows is there a finder's fee if neil finds you a, a great property that just needs to be sold absolutely there you go is yeah. there <laughs> my last question is is there a, a uh, is there a cheap apartment out there? Is there a secret cheap apartment? Yeah, are yours. Yours no, is the cheap not, apartment. We're waiting are for they, you to move, are, and then we're going to put it on the market. Are they out there, these secret kind of cheap things? Are they impossible to find? Well, it doesn't make sense, actually, if you think about it. Like, why would something be abnormally cheap? It's all yeah. kind of like supply and demand again. So there are certainly more affordable units and, and good deals. But the market's efficient. You know, I actually, I put something on the market uh, last Friday. We're asking $700,000. We had 18 people come to the first open house. We had nine offers. We went to wow. best and highest. And But I only bring this up because we priced it appropriately to sell at or above the asking price and the market reacted the way we thought it would. So if I showed you, hey, Neil, I have a $1,500 studio in a walk in a, in a doorman building, yeah. it would be bid up to $2,000 in about a week, I would bet, because that's that's, that it's too yeah. good of a deal. Damn it. But, <laughs> but that's, You can't win. No, that's what... Well, I You're not learned, getting a deal. I learned about... Because when my brother found this place in the... In the '90s, mm -hmm. right before everything took well, this off, things were on postcards. I think back yeah, then, it, it yeah. was amazing because we just were like from Texas, and we we're just like, "Yeah, you know what? We'll come back on a Friday and give it a second look." And that's it's how gone. we were. And yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "What are you talking about? That thing's gone." She's Some like, guy brought four hundred thousand, but it, things were only like four hundred. Like Friday, you're yeah. coming Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it ended. you'll never find a home <laughs> no, here. No. And that was New York real estate. Cut to. My brother finally finally found a place, and it cut to my brother like sprinting down the street, full sprint, trying to get to the broker, to the to trying to get everything because he knew the other people were going. At, you know, yeah. everyone was going after this one place, and I'm like, shit, that's you know. We also talked about this real quick because we're running out of time. Even though I have uh, twice as many questions, thanks, Neil. Um, is that you know you move into some of these buildings and you realize that people have been here for a billion years. They bought. Back in the 70s, they've given these apartments down the generations, whatever. They haven't renovated theirs at all. And then we, we talked like half of them couldn't rebuy their own property right now. They're just lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I can add to that. Well, listen. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, 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 you buy and hold, right? And that's the best right. strategy because the property will appreciate. In New York, it will go up. They could not give away co-ops on Park Avenue in the 1970s when the city was on fire and the right. city was about to go bankrupt. They couldn't give them away. They just wanted people to take them and pay the maintenance. And now some of these are worth five, six, ten million dollars. Yeah. And now all these people, like I see the people in this building, I'm like, they don't do anything. You know, like they're retired. They don't have to, right? Yeah. They don't, probably don't have a mortgage, right. right? They probably have some retirement income, and yeah. they're paying their maintenance every month, right? There you go. Yeah. You have a mortgage? You don't have a mortgage. <laughs> What's the fastest sell ever? On a sale? I mean, from to actually sign a contract, you know, yeah. uh, uh, probably four to five days. I mean, wow. It takes time to get the lawyers to do their thing. Like some guy came in with the cash, I want that apartment, boom. Yeah, I, I've had I've had some buyers that, have, that didn't even negotiate a contract, which is interesting that the lawyer let them do that. But yeah, we sent out a contract and like they signed it like the next day. They didn't do any due diligence, so, you know. And what's the slowest... I can't. I, the slowest, <laughs> like the too one slow, that, honey. It <laughs> won't. Slow. These people won't close. You know, too how much is all cash? 
What do you mean? How much? Like a per, like fifty percent of your clients are just all. Oh, what percentage? Yeah. Oh, you know, I, um, you know, on a sales side, when I'm the listing agent, uh, probably in this market, about I'd probably say fifty percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it, you know, fluctuates. What do you like on the property? Do you have a preference, sales side or buying side? Um, I like both. I, I intentionally like to be on both sides. It lets me feel out what's going on on both sides of the market. You know, what buyers and sellers are thinking. And, uh, and it's different things, so it's, it's good to mix it up. And oh, for personal question, this is leading the witness, I think. Uh, New York that, prices ever going down? No, they're, <laughs> no. It, the leading the witness is there's a big bias against artists. Say it again? Oh, there's, the bias there's a big bias against, against self-employed people, honestly. Right. You know, if you don't have a salary and your paperwork isn't really clean, yeah. co-ops don't like that. And they, it's hard to, you know, they don't know what you're going to make next year if you don't have a salary. So right. it's actually really frustrating because self-employed people, you, we try, I'm self-employed But anybody well. can lose their job and... That's true, but you don't, but they, they just, they just look at it differently. They'll probably average your income as, you know, you know, over the last three years, they don't know what you're going to make. And, and so it's, it's annoying because if you're self-employed like myself, you want to reduce your taxable liability. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the co-op board, you're showing less income and that's not a good thing for the co-op. And... We had a situation we actually came up this morning when we went for coffee with another couple that we know. There's a building across the street from us. It's a converted hotel from it used to be one of the it was the first hospital on the Upper West Side. Okay? And people it's haunted. Like they people swear up and down it is haunted, lights go on like crazy stuff happens. My wife found that out. There was a nice apartment there. We're done. Yeah. She's not moving in there. You don't get a discount for that? Nope. Apparently no, not. No, uh, haunted discount? No but discount. do you know that? So, so do people ask you about the building? Like, it, what do you give them that information or do you let them find that one out themselves? Well, it's hard for me to figure out if there is, uh, if there's actually ghosts and things in the building. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't know the history of the building. You yeah, but, don't always well, he, know the history. But then he does, you don't have to believe in that. Like that. How I can agree. I confirm if it's <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, yeah. haunted house? I, no, I'm saying, but the, you know it's a, a hospital. Have you, people have died your, in there. Like oh, the apartment well, you're yeah. selling, the lady died. So that's actually, no, that's actually a good question. Yeah. So to things. One, I did show a, another building uh, on Second Avenue that was a former hospital. I showed it to buyers of mine. Mm-hmm. The daughter actually liked the property. The parents walked out and, and they were a little bit curious about the history of it being a hospital and the vibes of that. Right. So 100%. That, and, and if has someone died in the apartment, that's a big thing if there's an estate sale you know, where someone does die whether they don't live there or not. Uh, they own the apartment, they die. And so a, a smart person may ask if someone has died in the apartment and some people may, may be turned off by that. But you've never been into an apartment and you'd be like, oh shit. They're what, dead. What the hell is that? <laughs> no, you've never seen you've never seen a haunting. Get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a live ghost yet, Neil. You're in these empty apartments, you've never seen anything like that. No, I haven't seen a ghost yet. Got it. Okay. Uh, just well, let me just, just end the segment with this. I mean, but did you tell any about this place? Yeah. The ghost you no, saw? I'm gonna tell you about oh, this place. Neil's shit. making it up, but we're sitting here the other day and all of a sudden Gina comes running out of the bedroom into my office, right? And goes the lights just went on in Birdie's room. Why? Did you hit something? No. Birdie they did. just went on. They just went on. Okay, so we shut the lights off on the ceiling fan. I think it's something with the ceiling fans. So then, of course, I'm not here. And then her and her mom are in the bedroom yeah. while I'm on the road. Oh, shit. And they're laying there watching TV. And all of a sudden, the lights in their room go on. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. They didn't touch anything. And they are freaked out. And then her mom was here by herself waiting for yeah. Birdie to come home. She said there were Tic Tacs on the counter there, and they start shaking. Just the Tic Tacs just start shaking. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm like, all right. You so might, now I walk around going. You might have a poltergeist on your hand. Maybe. I'm going to have to. They what am I going to do? They moved the headstones, <laughs> but they didn't move the graves. This place <laughs> is clean. I, yeah, I need I to stop you because I'm going to try to sell yeah. this place. Now yeah. Now this is going to go on record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And how am I going to sell this property? Until I see it. And I get out. <laughs> get out, lady. All right. We got to move on.
Oh, that was too good. Third corner. I hope this is not haunted. That's all I need. <laughs> um, you're a foodie. What I? It's funny that you put that on your uh, profile online. But what's, what is this about? Like, what? That are you really? You like new restaurants? You like new everything? Is this a thing? So I, I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. foodie. I don't. Is there a real definition of foodie? Because I somebody am, mentions that in their bio. You're a foodie. Yeah. Well, but when I say foodie, and people that know me well know this, I mean I just love to eat. Right, it doesn't need to be the newest, nicest restaurant, but right. I love to eat. I do love to check out new restaurants. Um, Is your wife like that? My, my wife has a, the a, the opposite opinion on restaurants. She <laughs> loves pretty restaurants. She doesn't care how the food tastes. Ah. I, you know, my family as well. I just came from a family like we don't care what the restaurant looks like. We want to go to like that dirty basement place where everyone's like the food is unbelievable. Right. So I do like pretty restaurants with the food's good as well. That's amazing. Yeah, that works. What's your favorite place in New York right now? Any, you know, we we don't, we we typically don't repeat. Like we like to try new restaurants, but we love Italian. I do. I am a big carnivore. So we like, I like my steakhouses. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let's just go slow. We we go Italian first. Give me Italian. All right. Carbone's a big one. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. The Veal Parma Carbone. Um, El Molino, do you like El Molino's a good one, although, you know, I think the downtown one's a little bit better than the other one. I've been to the downtown one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I've been to some of the ones, I think the one in Puerto Rico, not quite as good. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. The one in, I've been to the one in Vegas, does that count? It, it's really counts. I didn't feel yeah, like well, it counted. <laughs> I didn't count. To be honest with you, didn't feel like it counted. Yeah. I yeah. felt like I You got to be in the, you got to be downtown. You got the water down. Rayos? Rayos. Rayos yeah, is on my bucket list, actually. So okay. Ray, you know, for people that don't know, Rayos is not a public restaurant, right? right. So you have to get invited. Uh, I've been very close twice without paying, right? Like We could pay probably like through a charity. I was at a charity not too long ago uh, with my wife, and it was like, I, I forget what it was, and we could have bid on it. Um, but it didn't feel right. You know, I want to get in there through through someone, and I'm, and I'm working oh, on it. Oh, so you have oh to wait a second. Invited. I might be able to help you with this. We'll this talk after I came the show. Today. This is why See? I came today. Yeah, the tables are owned, and so you have to get in through someone that owns a table and invites you. Oh, I didn't know that. I went to again. I went to the one in Vegas. It didn't feel like it counted. You're not going to the right place. You're going to the wrong ones. You're going <laughs> like, to the wrong ones. I was like, screw everybody. Not I, everything I Vegas, just went to Rayos. Neil you know went to what? New York, New York, yeah, and yeah, Vegas. You could too. just buy the sauce and come home. And now is that is that the same? <laughs> that, that, that does that count? I'll count that. No. So when you go to Rayos, though, that is on that street. It's on. It's it's that in the heart of Harlem. It used East to be Harlem. this Italian neighborhood. That's where they filmed The Godfather, but there's only like one Italian street left. Right. I actually went to a, an Italian festival on the street, but I, that's as close as I got to Reyes. All right. Well, I, if you guys really want to do this, I can pursue it. This is a bucket list of the options. Damn, me, so. I had no idea it was that big a deal. All yeah. right, we'll talk after. Um, uh, steakhouse, which one? You know, I, you know I, I, I've heard you recently loving Luger's. I've had some delicious meals at, at the Luger's in Brooklyn, and I've had some less than delicious meals it's at Brooklyn. It's not my favorite place, but the where every time we go, it definitely is pretty cool there, like for an experience. It's an institution. I 100% yeah. agree. The porterhouse there. I'm not a huge porterhouse guy, but every time I eat it, it's not bad. I'm not either. Yeah. Do we agree? I'm a filet guy. Are you a filet? I love filet, I know. But and Robert we both Kelly get, called me a pussy. We both get that. We both get crap for that. But you know what? <laughs> I, I had no idea. I don't like my, I'm a filet, but with the bacon around the end. Oh, okay. Well, then you're <laughs> Does that uh, make me white trash? No, yes. I'm a white trash. Yes, you're a white trash. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I could do that, but, that, but it's, more, it's more like bacon with a side of meat, right? You're a holiday it, in wedding is what you are. Yeah. You know, foodie people would say that the bacon's being selfish in that situation, right? <laughs> You, you taste the bacon with a hint of meat, right? Why That's don't you true. get the sizzling bacon as the appetizer, right? Know, and then you get thing, the filet. That that it's amazing how I like thin bacon, Wait, whatever. Your, but yeah. but that bacon when it comes, if it's done right, oh my god, it's so it's good. candy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah then but you can't eat regular bacon anymore if you eat that bacon. No, I can't. I can't. He's having bacon the next morning. I still like the the next morning eggs and bacon. What's your favorite steakhouse then? You know, we've had some really good meals at Morton's. We used to go to the Palm a lot. Not so much anymore. He likes the Palm. No, we used to, but then all of a sudden it. 
chain. Yeah. What do you mean started, changed? It just didn't taste. As we good. agree. Really? I don't. We, I don't you know, know the one happened. on second. There used to be the two. There's one left. Yeah, I don't. Too. We can't yeah. the one on on the uh, west side. Of course, you want the more touristy one. Yeah, the one yeah, in the theater yeah, district. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, it's kind of airy. No, we at the bar, and then yeah. all of a sudden one day we're eating, and everything started tasting just a little different. I actually kind of agree. Yeah, I, don't huh. know what, I think maybe they were cutting cutting some prices. They just had one around the corner, Lincoln Square Steak. It was there for like four or five years. Gone. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's not enough business around there for them. Uh, you know what? The one I went to on a couple of birthdays was the Strip House. Strip House is very and good. And I really like that. Place. That's very good. I yeah. went to the one uh, I think on 10th Street. Downtown. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That one's with the red walls. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Good stuff. Very good. Um, yeah, I'm going to Luger's in a couple of weeks. So it's gonna be good. Oh, um, the guy with that. The, all the comics. The comics are gonna do a little bit of that. There's Got a couple. It. They rotate. Bacon. They Got yeah. They now, rotate. do you like Anthony Bourdain? Did you get into like foodie stuff with him? You know, no? I'm not on that level, definitely. So, so the, when I said foodie, that yeah, I, I did read uh, Kinship Confidential, which I actually thought was a really interesting book. Uh, obviously, what he did with his career is is, is really impressive. Uh, yeah. Super entertaining book. If anyone has read it, I mean, his I stories as a younger I chef. Love him. Are, have you read the book? Can you I haven't read. I oh, then if you it. love him, you have yeah, to yeah. read the book. I mean, I'm more of a, uh, an audio book kind of guy, but I read that book so quickly on a vacation. Some of his wow. stories in, uh, I, I forget what uh, what town where he grew up, really, where he, he got his chops and the things that went on in the kitchen. And still go on in kitchens, but oh my God, the stories. Oh, but, okay, I'll go read it. Yeah. Now, do you go to restaurants by yourself? No, I've never. I, well, I don't want to say never, but that's not my thing. You know, yeah. once in a very, very blue moon at the bar. But uh, for me, you know, eating is all about the experience, dining, having some drinks with with people. With people, yeah. What's your yeah. favorite food? Do you have one? Um, uh, chicken parm, grilled cheese, uh, the parm. basics. Yeah. You ever go to parm? Is that good? Um, you know what? We don't love parm. I don't love parm either. We don't love. We were so excited to go. Yeah. And there's a few, right? We went to the one downtown, and then there's one up here, right here. Yeah. You know what? I'm we like, were whatever. Yeah, we were a little disappointed actually. Yeah. Parm is not. The king of Parm. It's not. No. It's definitely not. They should change the name. Neil, do you have a favorite food? One food? I mean, uh, all the foodie stuff, I like attempt it, but I guess my favorite food is lately just been like Mexican food. Like, that's really? all I order is tacos. Well, I they feel got, like did the you go to that, that place? Did you control. ever go back to that place I took you to? No, I like that place. Yeah, I can't good. remember the name of it, but I like that place. No, my foodie, the foodie experience in New York is different because we went to this restaurant. I, I explained the foodie like this. That's why I ask you if you eat alone. So I go... I go to Lupa. <laughs> okay, so Lupa's what's his name, Mario Batali's place, but okay. it's like obviously Neil does go out to restaurants. Obviously, a lot, can't by go the to way. Mario Batali's place anymore because he's, <laughs> you know he has rapes places or whatever. So, so anyways, we go to so Lupa. The, the food we tastes funny. We, I don't. You understand. can't get a table, uh-huh. and you just sit there, and you're just like, okay, we'll just sit at the bar. Yeah. And so I'm with my mom, and, she, and we're like waiting like 45 minutes. For Your mom two got seats. raped by Mario Batali. <laughs> the rape room. Yeah, she would have <laughs> if the meal was free, but no, she did. Uh, no, the, this guy. But this is before all that stuff happened. But Lupa is this. It's all the rage. It's yeah. like classic New York restaurant yeah. where you can't get a table. It's buzzing. There's probably some movie stars sitting there. We're waiting just to get a seat. So we finally get a seat at the bar. And at the bar on the left is a, a woman uh, by herself. And she's come from like London to eat at this restaurant. Oh, wow. And she's like, I've just heard so much about this. That's a and like, well, you came from London to eat at this. And she's oh, and in our right is another is a guy eating by himself. Right. And he's, you know, he's doing the whole thing. Yeah. He's pairing the wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's that foodie that I'm not. Right. So but I'm with I, you. That's I what like I mean. That. Right. I like that. I like right. that, though. I want I kind of aspire to that, but so, I'll never be. So that. you like that. So you like when, you know, the food comes out on a spoon and it's like a half of a bite. And you're like, that, that, that portion was amazing. I want. I can't wait till the next. <laughs> I know. I want. I want to like that. I don't know. See, I just can't. Uh, 
commit to that kind of level of foodiness, I guess. I just want more of my food at one time. I, I don't want to eat one spoon at a time. You like know? that, like a place that I sent like you. Like a tasting menu. That, yeah, like that. You Have you gone that? to a restaurant I don't like love that. that. I, of course, yeah. I, I, I Which don't, one? Like the I've Ataro? been to, you know, I've been to a bunch, but I, I don't, I just, I want more food at one time. You know, I just can't control myself. <laughs> if it's so you're getting <laughs> I just the, want food. So you're getting you, 10 courses at, like, and they're bringing out just a little bit at a time? Yeah, I mean, the portions are obviously small intentionally because it, it is supposed to be a big meal. But, but yeah, the portions are, are you know, the, it, it's yeah. expensive. Experience, and I get that. I'm not. Do you always walk out like totally? I can't even. That is that is my goal. Of a, that is my goal of a meal. Right? Oh, it is. Yeah, like I'm not going out to eat healthy, right? Like so, when I go out, you know, I very rarely. I'm not going to order the salmon or something like that. That that's I love to go out, and, ah. and I'm not going out to eat every night, right? right? To me, because if you did, then you wouldn't like it anyway, right? right? So to me, it's a big experience. I want to go out stuffed. And we've had a couple of drinks, and and I life and life just feels great. Two words for you: Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> they would go. They would lose so much money yeah. on me. They had one in my college oh, yeah. town. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna eat I pasta. just win in Altoona. Holy shit! You leave. Like everyone around us was freaking huge. I mean, yeah. they are big <laughs> people around us. And then I'm like, holy shit! If I lived here, I'd be like 900 pounds because you can't stop eating at Olive Garden, and it just feeds you and feeds you. Is it still good? Like, is it good? Like, I haven't had it in so long. I'm not it it is not good. It's just like the salad <laughs> and the sticks are like respectable. The salad and the sticks are great, but then you start plowing things down, and the plate comes, and it. it That's a five star meal in Altoona, Pennsylvania. It right is. Now. It's like yeah. the best. It seems but then like diplomatic, just, though. You're going to binge on salad and bread, right? It's like yeah. I'm not going out to eat salad, right? Like I'll binge on chicken parm, right? Like yeah, but I mean it, they're bringing shitloads of shit out to you. Like a chicken parm has this and the pasta, and they'll bring you more pot. I mean they'll just they're, oh they'll bring the pasta to this, right, right? You're right. not leaving yeah. there and, until you're like. How about super quality Italian? Have you guys been the quality Italian with the big chicken parm pizza? I haven't been oh, to that, no, but no. I hear everything that quality meets quality Italian quality. They're good. They're good. So so they're known for one thing. They're known for it comes out on this big tray and it looks like a pizza. But it's a chicken parm pizza. Oh wow! So it's 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 delicious. It, it's it's basically a pizza with the chicken parm. So it's the chicken cutlet, breaded, thinly breaded. Uh, it's fantastic. I think you just got a Rory's recommendation. I love Bing! that. We can give him his own there segment. You go. And you cook? That's the last question. Um, no, I, uh, very very little. Okay, I mean, so I mean, capably, but ju- right. just to eat healthier during the week. Doesn't that get old too? Don't you wanna? Do I want to cook? Yeah. Well, we we I do try to cook. I mean, with Seamless now and and the baby, we have a baby just like you now. It's right. a little bit harder. It's hard. It's so easy to hit that button like a half hour before we put the baby <laughs> down, and then literally we put her down, Ding and then the, and then yeah, then the doorman's like, uh, the "Food delivery's here again." Yeah. How about I desserts? Do. I deliver a lot of food. You got any vices? Candy, chips, ice cream, anything? Um, not so much the candy. Definitely love ice cream. Um, so ice cream and cookies. They just opened Levain, sitting where we are right now, right? Yeah. So for so f- long, Levain, I could, I had to come to the Upper West Side to get Levain. Right. They opened on 83rd and 3rd Avenue, Ooh, and it's changed my world. Yeah. yeah. I was just there. What's, oh, yeah, you got it. I it's, just got the chocolate chip thing and the, the dark chocolate chip it's thing. It's good. May I, I'm a bread guy. That's my vice, right? Okay. The country bull. Oh, if yeah. If you like bread, forget it. We literally... Birdie's just like me. She loves bread. I mean... She literally has, we can't get the piece of bread out of her hand. She will walk around with the piece of bread. We had to take her to daycare one morning with a piece of bread. Yeah, I think that's true. a health code violation to walk into a daycare with, with food. But you also, you're an athlete, so you run to stay thin. So is this how it works out? That That's how it tries to work out, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You still running? I do still run. Uh, I ran one marathon. Um, I've had some uh, some ankle issues, but yeah. uh, but I do still run. Not not you know. I'd rather play a sport if for fun. If I'm having fun, I'd rather play basketball, soccer. I play a lot of tennis now. It's a little easier on the body. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Are you on any with these food things? Are you on any sort of like Gina tries to do like? Okay, I'm not eating after eight. 
You know what I mean? And then I'm not eating before eight. Like some, I don't know, some 12-hour thing. You know, I, I don't, you don't like care. do that. I mean, if I'm trying to eat a little healthier, I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with like some fruit or something at night or, right. you know. All right, cool. Neil? That's all depressing. Why? A food, like all those rules you have to put on yourself. It is hard, but I do try now not to eat a ton of, like I can just sit and watch. If when I come back from, I'm so hungry when I get off stage. I don't know, because the adrenaline goes so crazy. And I, by the time I get back here, I'm like, I just try and, focus on just go to bed you know what i mean if i the longer i sit there and watch for an hour i know i'm going to the, i'm gonna eat something because yeah, you must be so amped up right when you yeah. get off and you're when i get pumped. off i'm amped and then the adrenaline drops and you just get starving but you're not really and then starving. you just inject your body with salt everything <laughs> everything i can't eat until i get off. sometimes i don't eat before i go on because is that I, right I but is it, is i get that, too nervous yo really so i mean my stomach is like i'm not that nervous but my stomach doesn't know the rules why yeah. don't you have a glass of wine just to, just to ease down no what do you don't you have a wine thing in here no no i thought you had a wine like little cool well you must have a routine right before you go on like you must eat like a few hours a certain period of time yeah before. you're not going on like absolutely starving like four o'clock five o'clock four o'clock i'll have a very late lunch Okay. A lot of the time, and then go up, and then I'm done, and either I won't eat anymore for the day. So you're not hungry because you're, I guess, there's the, the, just the amps of it. You're not so hungry, probably. Yeah, I'm not that hungry. I won't be hungry until I get off stage. Gotcha. Yeah. And, but you're yeah. not even a foodie. Like Gina's a, I'm not a foodie. foodie. She's a foodie. So she I'm gonna would, come she to wants the to go with Rory to any restaurant he wants. We to should do this. But I'm yeah. gonna co- I'm gonna come to one of your next shows, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna bring uh, one of the chicken parm <laughs> pies, and I'm gonna wait on the side of the show. Like you, do, you have no eaten cheese. Six, no cheese. No cheese. <laughs> we'll hold the cheese, Lenny. You haven't eaten six hours. Great show. Here's a chicken parm pizza. I will eat. I will eat uh, your chicken <laughs> after, uh, right after, right, right after. But then I'm saying, like, if I'm off stage at nine o'clock, I'm still on some kind of. By eleven o'clock, you shouldn't be eating full parm meals. Probably not a deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. The last one I want to do today is uh, we'll play a little game. This is called this, that, and the other thing. We give you a choice of one of two things, or you can go off the board and pick a third thing. I'm gonna. We'll start it off, but then I want to focus a little bit on real estate because it's we're having so because we're bringing fun. it back to the I hot got, corner. I got back. a lot more real estate questions. Exactly. Back but to the I hot corner. Started. I just got started. This, that, and the other thing. Let's uh, let's do this because I, I saw this online. This is interesting. Text or talk. And in your business, I get a lot of texts from you. Your phone really says thank you for calling, right? That's your answer machine. Thank you for calling and not texting or or emailing or whatever. So you do like to talk. So I'm gonna I'm gonna predict talk here, but text or talk. Definitely talk. There you go. Text is. I have this conversation every day now. I can't stand text anymore. <laughs> really? Well, text used to be like, hey, you you text with your friends, right? And right. it's like a more immediate thing. Right. I now probably get and and most brokers, I'm sure, are getting 20, 25 text messages a day. Oh. People are trying to negotiate deals via text, and that drives me absolutely nuts. <laughs> with emojis. <laughs> you know, they didn't even add them. You know, like, like as recently as this His week. offer middle finger. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. hi, I'd like to offer so and so all cash. Yeah. I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> I, I hate when they don't inter- introduce themselves yeah, to the text. Like, because it just has a number and they're like, hey, Potter. Yes, <laughs> hey, Potter, yes or no? It tries, I'm like, I don't even know who this is. I usually just delete it. It like, drives me nuts. But what about this? I'm sure you guys have this, right? Yeah. Someone will call me, right? Maybe I'm seeing this podcast. Someone call that and pick up, right? Then they'll send me an email with what they were supposed to send me. Right. And then they'll text me and say, hey, I just called you and emailed you. Yeah. And the, it's so funny to me. The text app is just a different app on my phone than the email app. Right. So why are you making me open two different apps and I'm going to see both messages? Totally agree. I'd rather my wife sends me emails and then texts me, did yeah. you get the email? Yeah. I'm like, just send me everything via text because then I have to log into some. If I have to log into a thing, like you're driving me you nuts. You should write back. You just delayed my response <laughs> because I've read your response right. about responding to me. Right. No, we're, we're texting, texting, texting. And as she's texting, she's so fast and doing so many things, she'll send me an email. Do you like these pillows? <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't send me the link in the text. We're having the conversation. 
Oh my but god! But then it's even more brutal for me because then I do the worst thing possible. I respond to Who that. I respond to the emails as I'm writing a text. So it's like, oh, where are you? I use yes. the letter U? And but I feel like they frown on you if you don't use Eng- you. English. Oh, so you're mixing up an email and a text? Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm okay. talking. I'm talking an email no different than I talk in a text. I oh, use, I, gotcha. I use the word the that letter the letter yeah. U. <laughs> I, 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 I'm using all these like quick things, and I'm like, oh my god, it looks like I'm I have no mind. You know what I mean? It's just F U N P. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just embar- <laughs> it's embarrassing because you can't use the letter U in a in an email. I like text a lot of times because I can get a lot done, and it's a lot of stuff is very like succinct. And I'm also seems like I get back to people when I'm on a train. So like I'm going from gig to gig. Somebody wants an answer of something. So I'll text them back, you know, some quick answer. But would the email it's, not go to them? No, also? Both. Either okay. one. But it's actually text is works on a different system. Like you, it's easier like an email. You literally have to have a, a different kind of signal. But but yeah, I'm with you. I'm, obviously, if you want to get something done, you got to talk. But you have the AirPods in all day. I, I do. Yeah, so, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. But working. in my business, yeah, it's a big thing. Like, you can't negotiate away. a deal if you're not talking to people, right? Because you yeah. make an offer. Like, right. I don't really know what this person's thinking, so I'll call them, right? No, you and have too much too much to talk about in the text. It's too much yeah. to talk about. And do you have one of those things that comes all the way around? And where the <laughs> you old know what? School, you go I'm, old school. I'm old school. You go old school. I'm still wired. It doesn't come all the way around, but I have wired headphones, and I'm I'm sticking onto those for a while. I like oh, the nice. wired ones okay. too. Yeah, you Bluetooth people. I don't know. Is is that really safe? I don't, I don't, I don't. That's have we, the have we done know. studies of 20 years of, of Bluetooth, Bluetooth in someone's ear? <laughs> I don't I know. Agree. Well, that's the reason I like text. I go to text because in my head, I feel like when the phone was pressed up against my thing, I'm going to get a brain cancer. Yeah, I can't. That I got go, in my head. I put my so headphones then in. I started texting more than I started. Oh, okay. But whatever. You don't answer the phone anyway. When do you talk on the phone? He <laughs> literally text. just never answers the phone. <laughs> but like, I don't. I have I, to write back, call me. It's important. I don't decline anybody. What do you mean? I just let it ring out. Oh yeah, that's true. So, that's so you annoying. see it, but you let it play yeah. out. Someone told me I that's can't. Smoother, someone told me that if I decline them, they'll know you declined them. I'm like, how are they gonna know you? So what? I'm well, you'll busy. get a quick clip. Yeah, I think that's some right. people are busy. You get a clip. That's aggressive. It's like, wow, this person does not uh, want to speak to me right they're now. They're busy. Yes. Oh, there you go. Uh, I hate when people call in and then you can you know when somebody's on the other line on a cell phone because it's going beep beep. You know they're on the other line. They still don't pick up. Like, just hang up. Just call them back in five minutes. Right. Yeah. Or text them, like, call me. Right. You know, like, like don't leave me in. Oh, it's so annoying. I'm, but I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't pick one. You pick talk. I took talk. Text. I think I'm going to go text for now. Yeah, it's easier. All right, let's go to the second one. Brunette, blonde, redhead. And then what's your choice? And what would your spouse say your choice is? My wife always says, I'll start. My wife says, I like blondes. I don't care. It really is the correct answer here. But my wife says, no, you love blondes. Whatever. But the problem is you're not a blonde, Gina. So, I mean, I don't know where you get this from. <laughs> and I have like, you know, we was just, and she hates when we sit in movies and then the blonde, will, like uh, Margot Robbie come out and I'll, she can literally hear me go, oh. <laughs> you know. But she, I don't know that she. Well, she could dye her hair. She could, but I don't have care. You if she's a blonde. The hair dyeing I don't care kit? that. No, I don't necessarily. So I'm across she, the board. Well, she, she thinks, she thinks you I like love blonde. Well, why? Why is it? Because she always know. hears that grunt I in the guess. movie theater. I was guess. it because when she was sleeping, you were like uh, bleaching her hair blonde? <laughs> that one time when she woke up, you're like, hey. I don't know what. I don't know what the thing. She says she would say that I like blondes, but I would have to agree with her that I've known you as a, a person that responds to blondes. Responds to blondes. Yeah. What girlfriend have I had that was blonde? I mean, the ones you want to be your girlfriends. They just I aren't see. your girlfriends. I they see. haven't come. You projected an image of yourself yeah. that I loves blondes. I guess. Yeah. No, I like across the board. Neil. 
Bethel's a blind. I mean, I, I, I would say the opposite. So Bethel would say blonde is what I, the opposite of what you said. Except oh, so brunettes. She, oh, wow. Interesting. Is that right? That's funny. Yeah. They all think, so it's the women's problem. They think they're that insecure. Yeah, they we're think perfect. you want the opposite. Absolutely. Okay. You got, <laughs> good question. You, your good women answer. have these, these images. You're giving them these. Yes. A lot of insecurity there. Uh, seriously, yeah. a lot yeah. of problems. Yeah, yeah. they well, don't know they're they're fine the way they are. But, yeah. but so we'll keep them insecure. Of, well, it's Bethel fine. comes up to me the other day and she's like, "Okay, uh, we're watching something on TV," and she shows me a picture and she's like, "Do you like this color?" I forgot who it was. It was a big movie star. Like, do you like this color? It was like shocking red. Right. Like, and I'm like, she was gonna go red. Lucy like, Red. The best answer is it's different. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's yeah. A, I don't know what I, I think. I just go. Uh, <sighs> oh, my first indication of complete lunatic girlfriend is changing your hair color constantly. <laughs> yeah. First, first thing out of the block. If they change their hair color, that could be fun though, don't lose. you think? Like to switch it up. No, they're losing their mind. Is what that is. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, go the ahead. bleach isn't healthy either. Probably over time. Probably. Yeah. Luckily, I I'm definitely uh, uh, brunette or dark hair, and my wife has dark hair. So so go. luckily, I think those align. Perfect. All right, let's go. Let's go to another one. Brownstone or high rise? Neil, what you want? Of, this is funny because this is one of my big questions to you. This was all I lined up. Go. Well, first, which is better? <laughs> Well, what defined better? I mean, what is a better, I guess, not just a value, better, not just a better investment, but what is, what would you buy? Okay, let's start there. What would you buy? A brown- it's, to answer your question, it's a personal choice, right? Yeah. Would, would someone rather the lifestyle of being a brownstone with no elevator, no doorman, no you amenities? Have, you have to walk up with a child. That's how, that's what killed the brownstone. That becomes for an us issue for families. We can't, I'm not going the stroller up and down that's the right. stairs, especially when in, in the winter I could kill right. ourselves. But on the flip side, celebrities or even any people that that want uh, privacy. Listen, brownstones are not cheap. So you're talking about people that that are a certain amount of wealth, and so there's the lifestyle that they may, may prefer because they have people that can do things for them where the stairs is not as much as an issue right. um my wife and i are high rise 100 we, we oh, like that lifestyle uh, yeah i think i'm going brownstone that's funny because you live in a sort of a high rise i'm in a high rise but i think i'm going but brownstone it might as well be a brownstone for one so reason brownstone. no because i can have one of those little rooms that jodie foster had in that movie <laughs> the panic room yeah <laughs> and you can only do that in the brownstone <laughs> really why i don't know why i would need a panic room but it would be fun. i could make that my office into a panic room. Nah, so it's too. It's too. Doesn't wouldn't it, work. It doesn't, it's, it's like not private enough, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you had a oh. panic. You're just turning like a third bedroom into a panic <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah. guys, go in this room. It's it's safer. I would <laughs> like brownstone just because it's it. I don't know. It just feels feel feel better. Huh, I'm never gonna have a brownstone. You know. I don't I'm love brownstone just for all the so walking expensive. up, especially like a walk up. If I'm not on the first floor, you're insane, man. How? I mean, maybe when I was 20. But now it's like no, we would even look down. at them. We walk two up. Whoever's living on a five floor walk up, you're out of your mind. It's well, barefoot. You have the an elevator in the brownstone. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not but that, that can impact value, by the way, since you asked. Like a fifth floor, fourth floor walk up, there's just certain buyers that just won't look. So yeah. you have a smaller buyer pool, and that can impact the value for I sure. I thought all brownstones, most of them well, have elevators, no? No, no, no. no, no I'm only looking at the ones with the elevators. No, no. Like they're, they're all over. But like West Village, you have so many of those really Plus pretty brownstone, brownstone buildings. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Who fixes those? Is a lot of times not live in super, right? That's so right. You know, there are certain rules still. You still have to have a super within a pretty close proximity to oh, the building. Oh, I see. So does this really happen? I read it in the New York Times. The 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 
big tall buildings on Central Park South. You know, those three booming buildings that 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 the people don't want the high rises because it's cloudy half the year. Oh, did you something? just read that article or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah I read that article. Yeah. you know, I do think that some of that's true. I've been in some of, of those buildings, like in your and and you actually can feel the building swaying a little bit, and it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. So I, I you really feel like you're just out in the sky, and one of the quotes I think was you're looking down on the skyline, right. and they prefer a, a, an equivalent view. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd rather be funny. on the forty or fiftieth floor than the seventieth floor. You know? Yeah, because on the seventieth, you're literally going to be cloud cover like it feels uncomfortable honestly because there's I, so many windows i can't live that high anyway because i mean anything over i guess 20 i would be like how do i get out in case yeah. of emergency you know like or even any quick blackout for a couple we had a couple we had a blackout last year for a couple hours yeah we have a child you what are you gonna walk down 20 flights walk You're up 20 flights no. yeah. flight. plus we're on a rush right i'm a man of convenience like yeah, if i, I can get the elevator out. to come up 70 stories how many times is it gonna stop right like how many other people are getting on and off right yeah, totally they, they came those three buildings came out of nowhere i mean all of a sudden i looked up and i'm like where what the hell they're huge though. all right we have time for a couple more let's oh so you're going high rise i'm going high rise neil's going brownstone okay good luck with that neil i can't wait to see your brownstone when are we looking at properties i mean yeah go ahead and uh <laughs> Once you see my financials, that would cut me out of the picture. <laughs> he can. He can. Uh, if Neil, you can I speak to your accountant? Neil? If you uh, have, I do have property in Altoona that you're welcome to have. We have some out. questions on yeah, these yeah. financials. If Is you your have, accountant available? Yeah, yeah. If you have one uh, brown stone, he'll take it. <laughs> uh, part, I have, wait, I have a Frank Lloyd Wright house. That's true. He does. It's a Frank Lloyd Wright knockoff house in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Do you really? Do you have if to you say could the sell that? Can't you just say Frank Lloyd Wright? Yeah. Why don't you just call it a real thing? Thank Th- those you. are really interesting. It's Although, not, why do you have to say knockoff? Because the guy, it wasn't. He didn't design it. But what it. if we just just take off the make it a Frank Lloyd it's Wright? Like, See, that's why brokers have a bad name. You, yeah. you can't do that, Neil. Come on. No, but you do. <laughs> you you just say it, but they didn't ask. It's a it's by <laughs> saying, let Rory you, try and sell that a property. Yeah, it's a Frank Lloyd Wright. You don't want. You're already to, talking like a broker. You, you didn't ask. You don't want to. I just said a. <laughs> something to do with Frank Lawrence. I think Neil is not going to win that best uh, broker. Best New York it? State brokers? Yeah, no. He's yeah. not going to be on that list. Yeah. Shadiest. We're going to have to rescind our <laughs> offer as well. Uh, you don't uh, meet our ethical standards. That's right. Um, okay, apartment closer to the supermarket or the train? Neil? Would you rather have an apartment closer to a supermarket? I mean, now or a that train? I live ne- in between Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, it's created a, so I'm going to go uh, supermarket. Oh, you're on crack. I could forget it. Like you said, you could order in train. You want everything, right? That's your car. I mean, of course. I mean, for, for me, it's like, where do you go more, right? You go to the supermarket maybe once or twice a week, maybe. Right. You're, you're, you're on the subway f- at least. <laughs> <laughs> you go like every day. And you're never leaving your neighborhood on the I subway. coconut-covered almonds trader, right now. This whole Trader Joe's thing, is it, it got me. But the way I the, the way what are you I like getting it, there? This is the way I judge it. If you can walk home without setting down your bags, and that's where I'm in that wheelhouse now. Okay. So I don't have to set down my bags. I can right. I can make them all. The what way. are you getting at Trader Joe's? I just buy shit. What's your favorite you thing? You know at what? Trader I started Joe's? buying. I made. I bought the salmon. I just buy shit. It's so cheap. Yeah, you I was gonna say Trader Joe's shit. is too cheap because people like yeah. you just go in there and create yeah, and a you line. Start, yeah, yeah, it's like exactly. I think I need that massive line, and it's just super cheap. You're like, you gotta buy it. The cashews are like five ninety nine. That's like, true. Cashews are great. Holy there. shit! I gotta buy cashews. I didn't even want cashews. I'm, I swear <laughs> to God, Trader Joe's is strangely one. It's way too crowded, but it's strangely still. You gotta go train, Neil. You gotta go train. You gotta get around the city. Uh, like Murray Hill, perfect example. Murray Hill, where you used to live. Didn't yeah, you live then there? I was the, away from the everything. The worst. Yeah. That is like the black hole of. I would never live in Murray Hill. You can't get to a train. You can't I get anywhere. I didn't love it down there. Yeah, didn't love it. You need a but diagonal. It was the cheapest place left. Sure, yeah. You need. I say they got to make a diagonal train to get from the Upper West Side of Murray Hill. It takes that's you my like best apartment story. See, that's real estate. But I, that 
that when I was looking at that time, he was I, overrun was, by I had found like I was going for the cheapest rental I could find. Yeah. And I found uh, a a thousand dollar studio like a, that back in the back in the like low two thousand somewhere in there. Wow. And it, it, it was pretty good. I was pretty excited about that. The only thing that the, the broker didn't tell me was that. <laughs> that, that Wait, there you was, were upset that the broker didn't disclose something? No, I, it was my own fault because there was a beautiful Italian couple that lived across from me. But yeah. then on the other side was her beautiful Italian daughter that was deaf. And then I was in between. And therefore, that what, that, the thing I didn't count on is they were going to talk to each other without leaving their apartment in between my apartment. So it was like, <laughs> mom! And then she was deaf. So she's like, mom! She's like, mom! And then she's like, shut up! And then I was in between just like, holy shit, it just rattled me. Ah, the chicken like, farm! <laughs> the meatloaf! She's like, the meatloaf's ready! I was like, holy shit, that was the most jarring experience wow. ever. It's a true story. Oh $1,000, that's, $1, that's a deal. Yeah, it must like, have been haunted too. Yeah, it was. I have so many good stories about that place. Go ahead, you want to? No, we're done. We're done. You have thirty seconds no, to tell the story. No, because then I tried to sublease it, but right. I didn't try to make money at first. I was just trying to sublease right. it. But then the person I subleased it to, remember, they broke into that yeah. apartment because it was in a fire escape. Right, there was a fire escape next to this this studio. Right, and then were you sleeping there one day and a guy tried to get in? The guy, your the Mick was in there on his bed and this he guy. looks up and the guy's like halfway in this apartment. This guy <laughs> he's like, yeah, a, yeah. Whoa, goes off a, a fire escape. Oh my god, and he's like. And I was like, he's like, dude, what's happening? I'm like, oh, shit. So now I'm like a landlord that has to deal with some problem. And I'm like, this is awful. Yeah, get out. Very funny. Oh, well. Oh, Neil. Uh, maybe not so funny. All right. Well, that's that's this, that, and the other thing. All right, let's wrap this baby up. We have one good thing or one bad thing of the week. Rory, do you have one to start? I'll get the bad out of the way real quick. Sure. I mentioned to you, our, our daughter was, was super, 50-month-old oh, daughter. Right. She was uh, had been sick since Saturday, and things uh, got worse pretty quickly a couple of nights ago. So we rushed to the ER, uh, spent the whole night there, so no, no night's sleep, went straight to work. But uh, thank God she kind of stabilized, and uh, turns out she just had some, some sort of virus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. Yeah. Good thing in a week? The good thing of the week. You don't have to have both. You I mean, know, that would be I a good I don't, thing that she's okay. It's yes. a good thing that she's yeah. okay, and, you know, life is good. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's good. Um, Neil, yeah. good thing, bad thing of the week. Well, I just have one good thing. Go I, I, uh, this is the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, all mine are good. Just straight. Really? But, well, so I have a friend and he Uh-oh. gave me a TV and I have to say <laughs> the TV is super nice. <laughs> super nice. I hope it is because it's uh, an expensive television. I, I'm waiting on the couch. Uh, doesn't, <laughs> the, the couch that doesn't, we're, we're working on Lenny's couch right now, but uh, Lenny gave me his TV. And, that and uh, it's pretty good. That's a pretty slick TV, right? Yeah, it's, the only problem is if you sit on the right-hand side of the couch, the cat house cuts off the little part of the TV. So I got oh, to move the cat house. No, the cat won't let me move the house. So now I got to shift the couch over a little to the So where I have this, this, is, this is a nice TV. I have this nice big wall here, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to upgrade my television, and I'm going to take that other television, which is pretty big, yeah. and put it into the middle between the two dri- between the built-in closet the the bedroom is built with two closets on a side and a, a hole in the middle and in my head that tv was 52 inches which is great because this hole is like 53 inches turns out the tv is 55 inches it won't fit in no. the hole so, so i have to i just want to thank you because that was neil. a masterful job <laughs> oh, okay. we we plotted so I had against to give you this neil whole a time. brand new television <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a pretty it good was, television. you got me right neil you well got me? done yeah. well so, yeah, done son of Woo! a bitch that was so nice that hurt so bad and then my other problem was i couldn't uh, with the stand with that thing and oh god I'll, it's been a nightmare of trying to hook some of the stuff up 
But that my bad thing of the week is now I have I got storage in the building. They'll give you, you know, you up your maintenance a little bit. They'll give you some storage downstairs, which is great. Now I have two storage units, one in the building and one down, you know, up upper west side. I can't I can't do this much longer with this. How much stuff do you guys have? You're still we have a lot of stuff because now we have art. You know, we have like stuff from the this apartment that we just moved out of. Just some stuff won't fit in here. I definitely need one giant one more giant closet would be great. to Altoona, baby. It's going to (laughs) happen. We have a house. The good thing of the week, which Neil and I are going to do a special show on at some point, probably soon, is the Netflix special. Leslie Jones rocked the Netflix special two days ago, September 10th, and it was an incredible experience. The, uh, you know, the Game of Thrones dudes directed it, and, you know, the next thing you know, I'm talking to those guys. I'm having powwows with those guys, and the Warner Theater, the crowds were great, and the lighting was great, and Leslie did great, and so this was like a year and a half of work with her. Now she's off with Eddie Murphy filming Coming to America 2, and she'll call me when she needs me, basically. (laughs) So uh, anybody got a gig? I'll take it. And uh, but that was that was an amazing, amazing experience. Um, so that's it for this week. Rory Clark, you can find him on Rory He is a fabulous real estate agent. If you need if you're in the New York area, probably or you want to sell your place in Altoona, Neil. Yep. Get De- Rory deals involved. were just made. This is a podcast of real estate deals. This is it. Real estate deals. Seriously, <laughs> he did us a great job. We had another real estate agent and Rory came in basically the very quickly, we turned this little you made Lenny nightmare complete. around. You did. You made and we Lenny love the place. He has so a glove since he moved in, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just, the place might be haunted, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> You're, uh, so it's uh, email Rory at rclark at halstead.com. You have an Instagram or Twitter you want to tell people? Uh, Rory S. Clark, I just joined Instagram, so I'm, I'm so honored to be there. Nice. Just like my voicemail. Yeah. Maybe I'll send you this picture. You can put it up. Yeah, that we took yeah, we, together. We need posts. I just started. Yeah, this is great. You have anything you uh, have people you want? Is that good enough? RorySClark.com or yeah, RoryAsClark.com, RoryAsClark at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah, don't waste his time, people. He's good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking for big ones right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, yeah, big fit. Neil's, that's right. Neil's going to be assistant. 500 million or up. I'm, I'm fi- a finder's fee, Neil, if you can get it. Rory, thank we're you going. so much for All coming right. in. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Okay. See you next week, guys. Bye.